Welcome to Beach Athletics All Access, where you get an inside look at the great coaches, student athletes, alumni, and supporters that make Long Beach State Athletics so special. I'm your host, Rob Clark, Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Relations. Today we're joined by one of Long Beach's finest and current president of the Beach Athletic Club Board of Directors, Bruce Double D. McRae. Bruce is the Vice President for State Affairs and Government Affairs in the West Region of UPS. He's deeply rooted in Long Beach, has many family ties to Long Beach State, and is a champion in the community uh, for the Police Foundation and for our student-athletes. Bruce, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Uh, it's an honor to be here. I mean, uh, go Beach. Go Beach. How, go how beach. you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Busy day with legislation, but, you know, there's always time to come to the beach and... Uh, and share. Well, we appreciate you coming here, Bruce. We want to get to know you better here, and, and this is uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Right, let's do so it. Share with us to you the importance of of Long Beach, the community, the city, to you personally, and, and as a supporter of Long Beach State. Born and raised here. Uh, my mom grew up here. My dad grew up in Catalina Island. Um, went through schools here: uh, Saint Cornelius, Saint Anthony's, uh, Millican High School. Um, and Long Beach City College. Uh, I didn't go. I didn't get my degree. I woke up one day and decided to move to Hawaii and go surf Waimea. Um, this is somebody that only surfed maybe three times in their life, but when I saw a 46-foot wave, I figured, I can do that. Yeah, that didn't work <laughs> out too well. Um, but you know that it, Long Beach is that big little city. We're our own little community. We're dysfunctional at times, um, but... We are truly family here. Um, it's Yeah, we have our own problems, uh, but we fix our own problems. Um, everybody knows somebody in Long Beach when you're walking around, now, be it in a restaurant, be it in a hotel, be it just in a shop. I, I like to tout myself, too. I only buy in Long Beach. Now, the tax is kind of high, but I buy my vehicles in Long Beach. I buy my clothes in Long Beach. I buy my food in Long Beach. Everything stays in Long Beach, so I can give back that way, too. Incredible. I, I love uh, the story of your determination here, uh, moving to your career here. Um, talk to us about your progression through UPS, <laughs> how, how you started your career there and, and how you've become what you are today. Well, I, I was uh, trimming trees out of Long Beach. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and I got uh, multiple phone calls from a friend of mine that was trying to get me into UPS. And two phone calls, I said, no, I'm not interested. I'm trimming trees. I'm happy. I'm at the beach. I'm, I'm enjoying my life. Third one, she says, will you at least come in and, and talk to me? Can you do that for me? I went, okay. Her name was Ann Williams. Great lady. I had hair down the middle of my back. had a Fu Manchu braided with beads in it. Um, I wore a bandana. My jeans had holes in them. I had flip-flops, and I carried a three-foot machete on my side. Why? I don't know. I just thought it made <laughs> me look tough. Mind you, I'm six foot one, maybe 150 pounds. So, <laughs> uh, but she, I walked into her office and she looked at me. First words out of her mouth, she goes, "You're exactly what I'm looking for." And I'm laughing. I'm just going, "What?" She says, "You're exactly. When can you start?" And I'm like, "On tonight." And she says, "Great. Be back here at 1 a.m." And that's where my career started. I uh, started unloading trailers. Uh, I, I, I loaded. I split. I was a utility driver. I was a driver. Uh, preload supervisor, on-road supervisor, uh, customer counter and hazardous over, over goods, uh, IE, which is industrial engineering, um, security. I did internal and external security for UPS. 
um, and then got into, I was on special assignment to go into public affairs for a year. Um, and that year has changed into 23 years mm. in public affairs. So I'm one of the few left, so I call it working UPSers. I got to shake the hand of our founder, Jim Casey, um, many years ago, back in 1978. And mind you, I was, I'm not going to say I looked like a drag, uh, but, you know, I, 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 I was... I was a nice, happy person with dreadlocks and Fu Manchus, and I shook his hand, and he told me, you're going to be around a long, long time. And I sort of laughed when I walked away from him, but go figure, I'm still here. What what would you attribute your success to? I guess a drive, an inert drive that you don't even know. It's a vision inside yourself, never giving up. You can't give up. And, folks, I, I mean, I thought I'd be a supervisor for life. But when you go above and beyond, they see that. Your bosses will see that. And they'll want you to, to move up. Why? So you can train people not so much to be like you but have the same drive as you. Um, it's all internal. A lot, of, a lot of people nowadays get fed up or they just lose their desire in a job so they'll get another job. Uh, I've been at UPS 38 years, and I'll probably be there at least another five. Why? Um, every day is a new experience. And in my job, I wake up in the morning and I still have butterflies. My ex, ladies and gentlemen, Maureen McRae, <laughs> the director of your, <laughs> of your uh, uh, what is it here? The, the a- ASI's, uh, the student rec center? Student rec. Go by and tell her hi. Say, Bruce says hi. Um, but she used to get frustrated with me because I'd get up every morning I'd be like happy. And I was one of the few people that we hung around with that loved their job. You know, you can hang around people that don't like their jobs and they get all upset and they just, you know, I hate my job. Oh, it was horrible. And I come walking in and I say, this is just, life is great, man. I'm just blessed. I'm having a good time. And more importantly, it was the people that I worked with. It wasn't just me mm-hmm. doing my job. I work for a group that everybody supports everybody. We're all first name basis from the CEO to the unloader. We're all by first name. Um, you got to be willing, and I share this with everybody here, you got to be willing to start somewhere. You're not going to be able to start midpoint and work your way up from there. Most times you have to start unloading trailers um, and work your way up from there. And Can I share a quick story? Absolutely. That's why we're here. I, I, I met a, I, 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 Warren Bennis, which is a professor out of USC. I would go in and lecture in his classes, much like I do here at Long Beach State. Um, and so he would send me over people who graduated through their master's degree to be interviewed by me for a job. They said, they, you know, the interview for this job, I want to send you. I interviewed four people. I won't mention their names. Um, the three of the people wanted to make six figures as soon as they came in. Uh, three of the people had more cologne on than I think I've ever worn in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, three of the people didn't know anything about my company nor about me. Um, it was kind of depressing when they looked on my walls and said, where's your degree? And I just looked at him and I said, I don't, I don't have a degree. But my degree is in life. You need somebody like me from USC to be. And I started giggling. <laughs> and I said, if I would look at anybody highly, it would be somebody from Long Beach State you know, Absolutely. or Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame. So <laughs> we the won't fourth, hold that against you. <laughs> yeah. The fourth person came in and sat down and he says, uh, Mr. McCrane, says, call me Bruce. We're all in first name. She says, Bruce, I... I'm amazed that you are on 16 different boards. I look at this is when she first came in. She starts talking about the interview of the person who's interviewing her. And I look and I just went, well, yeah, it keeps me quite busy. And your kids, 
you know, they're playing this sport, your son's involved. She went and Googled me and learned about me. But more importantly, she learned about my company, when we started, how much we're doing, how many employees. I mean, she did her background. And I looked at her and I was truly blown away. I, 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 I was... I was pleasantly surprised, but I was blown away. I went, oh, this is the one we got to keep. And I didn't have any jobs. This was just a test interview <laughs> that they didn't know because I did a write-up and I sent it back to the professor. So I looked at her and I says, you know, our, our starting jobs are unloaders. Great. Is it my foot in the door? Well, yeah, but it only pays this month. I, I'm not worried. I will move up in this company and I will move up quickly. I looked at her and I'm like going, <clears throat> what's your degree in again? And she was a law major. Uh, she was, uh, has her Juris Doctorate, and she was going for her bar. And I called one of my partners that was the head of our legal. Um, and I called him, and I, I, I called her with her in the room. Mm-hmm. And I says, I, I got a favor to ask. Never called him and asked for a favor. I'm the guy that, that grants favors for people. I never asked for a favor. And he says, well, this is, this is unique, and I just want, let me tell you about this person. And I told him, he says, that good. And I says, I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away. She knew more about the company than I have some supervisors know about our company. Mm. Um, I says, put her on the line. So I gave him the phone and he says, uh, I hear you want a job at UPS. And she says, I would love a job. I, I, I'd love to work with a company like UPS. Um, and he says, can you fly to Atlanta? She goes, when? Next Tuesday. She flew to Atlanta on her own. We mm. didn't fly her there. And she met with our legal department, and she worked with our legal department for two years before she uh, got her own own gig in New York City mm. as a, a, a barred lawyer in New York, has her own group. She has 16, I believe, 16 lawyers with her, and she sends me a box of Godiva chocolates every year. I mean, it's just you open the door for somebody that truly isn't about themselves, mm-hmm. that wants to say, I want to do something for you. Let me show you what I can do not tell you what I can do. I, I get people telling me what they can do all the time. Can anybody do it? The old Yoda thing, you know, right. do or do not. There is no try. And if you have a degree from Long Beach State or any university, you need to know a few things. You need to know how to talk to people. You need to ha- know how to work with people. You need to know how to take not so much orders, but take people to tell you what to do because they know it better than you. Mm-hmm. And you need to know how to talk and write. Most Absolutely. people that graduate can't write, and I mean write, mm-hmm. not on a computer, but handwrite a note. How many people can handwrite a note? Mm-hmm. Very few. That's mm-hmm. why I handwrite my Christmas cards. I, I, I get a, I get a, I have a Mount Blanc pen that was given to me years ago when I got promoted, and that's my Christmas cards every year. That's great. So to to speak to that point, what makes Long Beach State University and the athletic department as well so special and so special to you as well? The athletes, the scholar athletes, um, and it's not just the athletes; it's the students. I like walking through the. I mean, I, I, I guess I look like I'm important. <laughs> I'm not important, but it's fun to say hi to kids uh, and to the students. And I remember the first time I walked through, I says, "Are you a 49er? Or are you the beach?" And I was with the old athletic director, uh, <coughs> Vic Seglis, and uh, um, another one of the athletic directors, and we probably ran into 20 people, and they said, "Beach." Beach, beach. No one said 49er. And I'm looking at him and going, see? Um, the athletes are like family to me. You know, my son is assistant coach here, Nick's assistant coach. Um, the mother of my kids, she's one of the directors over at the uh, uh, student center. 
Um, my daughter uh, sometimes teaches yoga here, you know, for the athletes. So, I mean, we're kind of tied here. Um, but mine, it's they're like my own children. And if you can fathom that, it's just, you know, a lot of these student athletes like that have left home. They're, they're away from home. And come on, I'm, I wear a suit now, but you know what I look like without my suit. You know? Yeah, you look good. I'm all tattooed, and, <laughs> and it's uh, um, not that I, I understand them, but I'm willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people nowadays would rather talk, uh, but I'm willing to listen. My, my kids have been through a lot in their lives. I've been through a lot in my life. And we can share that with somebody who's starting to go through it. More importantly, tell them it's going to be all right. Um, yeah, it, it's... I call it. This is my family. I can take my money and put my money anywhere. Um, I put it in Long Beach State. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a church guy, but I'm a. I have a strong belief in Jesus. I have a strong belief in God. That's my my core beliefs. Mm-hmm. I'm just not really into the professional religion thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, what do you call it? Every religion, they say they have the right to say what the will of God is. Um. And I just counter that, and I say, what God wants is for you to be a good person, a good heart and a good mind, and just a good person. That's what God wants. Um, so there you got my spiritual belief. There we go. <laughs> well, that's all part of it, right? A big part of our lives. Yep. Um, now, we talked about Nick very briefly, but yep. what's it like? You're rooting for your team. Your team's the beach. At the same time, your son's on the sidelines. There's a little bit more meaning there. What's it mean to you to not only be cheering as a fan but also as a dad? Well, all my kids played volleyball. Um, they all played volleyball in high school and in college. Um, so I've been very fortunate uh, in the sense of that I, I love volleyball. Uh, I call it I've never played the sport, nor will I play the sport because of the way they hit the balls, I don't think I could do it. I told my son once, couldn't you get that ball, son? And he just stared at me. This is in the middle of a tournament when he was in <laughs> club, and he yells, come here, come here. Come here. Get on the court. Come here. Let's see if you can get this. And it made sense to me. I'm just like going, what am I saying? <laughs> a 70-mile-an-hour ball coming to me. But it, it, I'm a proud dad. I'm a proud dad because I know how hard Nick works, um, and I know what he wanted to do. The decision was Nick. Yeah. I put this out to all the students, too. It's not a guarantee your degree is going to put you where you think you're going to be. Your life is going to put you where you need to be. Um, and Nick has a business. I mean, he could have gone into stocks. He could have, I mean, I had opportunities for him working for Merrill Lynch and all sorts of different groups, and he stayed coaching. And it's, uh, um, yeah, it's beyond pride. I, I, I see my son, and, you know, I still out, yell out, I love you, boy. You know, I used to do that. Every one of my kids would serve the ball. That's what I would yell out. Daddy loved you. And I'd scream it, you know, but they got used to it, you know. And other parents would come to me and says, you, you give your kids hugs. Yeah, always. How do I wish my kid would hug me? And I says, well, maybe your kids want to hug you and you don't hug them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always two sides. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, no, a lot of pride with Nick. I mean, it's, I've seen him mature into such a, a great young man that he's just, uh, um, yeah, he he's – He's kind of living my dream. I mean, working with athletes all day long and recruiting people, uh, and he loves it. He absolutely there's a smile on his face that doesn't go away. You know, just doesn't go away. We hear the the word family a lot mm-hmm. when we've talked with coaches here on the show before. 
family is part of the culture, uh, as a part of who we are, and it's part of Long Beach State. Uh, also, you've met some amazing people throughout your career and through your life. Uh, seen pictures of you shaking the hands of presidents of the United States and, and many others. Who are some of the people that you've met in your life that you would say are the most influential in helping you become who you are? I got to sit and talk with Ronald Reagan, which was just a treat. I, again, it was after he was president, and you know, I kind of cried because he was uh, um, he was on. He had that Alzheimer's. I mean, he he was he mm-hmm. was losing it. But when I went and talked to him, he knew about Long Beach. He knew where I lived. He knew Palos Verdes. And his manager cried because she says, you just met the president. I mean, he was on. Um, one of the amazing people I've, I've met and really enjoyed sitting down with for uh, a few times was President Bill Clinton. Uh, he's, he has a mind of, I don't know, I want to say the universe, but he has a memory that's unbelievable. Um, he, met, he went to Wilson High School, and I brought my daughter during the DNC in 2000. I brought my daughter to a couple of events with me. And one of them, she got to meet the president. And then we were invited to another luncheon, a private luncheon with about, I thought it was going to be 30 people. Well, there was 30 people at lunch. It was just the president's friends and family. Uh, And there was like 800 people on the lawn, which was all the legislators, the mayor of Long Beach. I call it Where's Waldo because (laughs) I've been Where's Waldo a few times. And the president came in. And I don't expect people to remember my name. I hope they remember the company I work with. Uh, and he walked into the room. And he says, well, there's my friend, hey, Mr. UPS. You know, and passed That's by someone. I just went, Mr. President, <laughs> I thought this is for Senator Feinstein like that. She's hosting it. But it was for him. Um, and then he looked at my daughter, Megan. So, well, Megan, how are you? And he, mm. he sat now next to my daughter uh, for about, I'd say, 12 minutes. People can't pay to have the president sit with you for 12 minutes. Uh, and she, she says, where do you go to school? I'm at Long Beach Wilson. Do you know Long Beach Wilson is 100% uniform? Because I was there, and he was. He was in mm-hmm. Long Beach. And he remembered all this stuff. Um, I was truly blown away, truly blown away. Uh, but there's a lot of, I mean, if you're the president of the United yeah. States, <laughs> um, you're good at what you do because you're voted in by the majority of the people, mm-hmm. period. Um, Barack, President Obama, what he was probably one of the funnest guys I met. Uh, uh, George W. the uh, Jr. Um, truly one of the nicest people I've ever met uh, as a president. But I've you know from Gerald Ford, I got to shake Richard Nixon's hand. Not that I got to spend time with him, but I met him, and that's what counts. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, Jimmy Carter, what a humble, humble man. Um, and it's 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 been that way. And it's not me that gets to meet the president. Um, it's my company that has allowed me the opportunity to do what I do that opens the door for me to meet them. Um, so it's, uh, uh, I mean, some of my favorite favorite governors. I mean, Schwarzenegger was, was he was just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he had different views than I had. I mean, we didn't all see eye to eye when <laughs> I was up lobbying. Or I, I have a lobbyist, but up, up doing what I do. Um, but he always had an open door. Always had an open door. Why? Because at that time I always... <laughs> I always had a cigar with me, so <laughs> we could always sit and smoke a cigar. Um, but I've been blessed. I truly have been blessed. Um, the Dalai Lama, I got to meet the Dalai Lama, and that was, uh, um, that was pretty special. That was, that was, that would tell you the truth, that was very special um, because it just, uh, yeah, I, I, I told him a little bit myself and my family, and it was just 
there was this calmness about him that made me calm. Hmm. I wasn't giddy like when I'd meet somebody else. It was just calm. It was just like, wow, that was that was kind of cool. Um, but I met a lot of it's it's. I mean, it's I am Forrest Gump of UPS. <laughs> you know, if you if you understand who I've met and what I've done um, and sat down and, and what I've received, it's. Uh, it baffles the imagination. People walk into my office. It's the only place I have this stuff up, and and they're like, well, "You've got to be kidding me!" I says, "Yeah, pretty cool, huh?" You know, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Cool. Yeah, it's incredible. it's incredible. That's the word. That's the word. Bruce, at, at the beginning and, and end of every day, uh, you've been chronicling your your days on social media and mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, why did you get started in this practice, chronicling your days, begin and end, and and uh, one one other question too, uh, do you or do you not have a selfie stick, or do you go freehand? I go freehand. <laughs> I think you know that by now. Yeah, I, I do have a selfie stick. I've never used it, but I just like going freehand. It's more fun for me. Um, you know, I I I I pray, I meditate, I breathe, um, and I do that in the morning time when I wake up, and I say, what do I need to do today? And so when I post something or post something on fear, post something on anger, post something, it's what I learned from yesterday that I'm going to be better at today. Um, and it's kind of cool because I have, you know, I have a number of people that follow me and stuff and, and, and talk about it. And I just want, you know, at the end of the day, it's what did I accomplish? What did I get done? Here's some of the good things. Um, but my biggest thing in life is being thankful, being grateful. Uh, I'm a believer in God. And and I give thanks multiple times through the day. Um, we have to be nice to people. A lot of people aren't nice anymore. People don't know how to show kindness. They just don't. They're in their own world. They're walking. Um, I I like to say hi and sit and and it's fun to go into a restaurant and buy somebody who's looking at pennies. Um, you know, oh, do we have enough money to do this and just buy their lunch or buy their dinner? Well, I I just enjoy that. Um, it, it's fun for me, but it's, uh, um, I started when I went through, uh, um, when I got separated, um, from Maureen and then we went through a divorce. Um, and it, it kept me sane. It kept me saying, okay, what do I need to do today? I don't want to be angry. How can I be a better person today? And I was lifting pretty heavy at that time. Um, but you know, come on, I had a, I had a open heart surgery um, and I think on Facebook there was a picture of every portion of my heart open heart surgery. Mm. You know, when you're in a hospital for I was there for 12 days, 521 people came in to visit me. Wow! The athletes from here, the coaches, sheriffs, congressmen, you name it, uh, my family, my friends. I had my wake before I died. So I told my kids, if I when and ever I die, you really don't need to do much. You know, all you need to do is just you know. Put me at sea or, you know, make chili with the ashes and feed it to people just as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, um, it's about being blessed. And you know that. You and I have talked about, you know, this. And it, it's when you're grateful for what you have, mm-hmm. when you can wake up in the morning when millions of people didn't wake up in the morning. Absolutely. Uh, when you have cold and hot, you know, running water where hundreds of millions of people don't have. I can even say billions of people don't have. Right. Um, hey, you got a school. You can go to school. You can buy food in a supermarket. Mm-hmm. People don't realize what they have here. They'll complain a lot about things. Go to a third world country, and I've been to plenty of them through my travels at UPS. Mm-hmm. 
you know, go to Lipa, Poland, which is one of the poorest parts of Poland, and have them offer you all the food. I'm, they're going to kill a goat because you're there, and that's their milk mm-hmm. for every day, but they're willing to kill it for you just so you can have a meal. Humbling, humbling people. Guanajuato, Mexico, and Santa Rosa. I mean, you look at the people there that are just, all they want is kindness. Mm-hmm. People don't hate Americans. I've been to China three times and, and built some strong friends there. There's some good people all over the world. There's some bad people all over the world. Mm-hmm. We have bad people at Long Beach State. Don't, don't judge the university on a couple bad people. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably be my post tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll tweet it out, too. There you go. Yeah, watch Bruce's post. <laughs> Bruce, uh, thank you for being here. In, in closing... What would you like the Long Beach community to know more about your involvement in Long Beach State Athletics and why they should get involved? Well, I believe everybody should give back, and I truly believe that. Uh, I don't tithe at church. I tithe here. Um, It started small, and I think as I grow in my my company, I was able to do more and more and more. But you got to give back. And people say, I don't have enough money to give. Yeah, you do. Because whatever you give, you're going to get back – at least double next year. Somehow, some way, every dollar I give, I get, <laughs> I get back where I can give more. And it's truth. If you go to this university, if you're a student here, an athlete here, remember to get involved by giving back. Maybe it's just a little bit. Maybe it's $100 a year if you can afford that. Maybe it's just 25 But be involved. Stay as an alumni to one of the best universities in the nation, Long Beach State. And, you know, Tell your friends. Go to a game. I'd love to see men's volleyball just sold out. I'd love to see women's volleyball sold out. Mm-hmm. I mean, women's water polo gets sold out because they don't have a lot of room. But mm-hmm. the track team is just amazing. I look at all the different sports here that I've gotten to know, not by just being the president of the foundation or the board, uh, but by giving to the university. And I sponsor teams. It's just more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, give the coaches, meet the coaches, but give something back. Um, and if you can do that in any way, maybe it's a maybe it's a nonprofit. Maybe it's just a homeless person a day that you buy them a, a, a bottled water, or you buy a cup of coffee for them. If we all did some random act of kindness every day, within a year we wouldn't be the same world. We wouldn't be the same world. So that's what I got, Bruce. Thank thank you for making our world better here. You you not only have blessed many lives and continue to do so. Your presence here is felt. We appreciate you more than you know. And, Bruce, we just want you to know that and thank you so much. Well, I love you, bro. I mean, your your family and, and, and Beach, I love you all. Uh, as we always say, go Beach. Go Beach. The Beach All Access Podcast is a presentation of the Long Beach State Radio Network on K Beach. Go Beach. <laughs>